0: Talks, Nobody Talks, Nobody Talks shiduchim. This is the Nobody Talks shiduchim Podcast. Welcome back everyone, it's IJ from the Nobody Talks Shidduchim Podcast. This is episode 32, the response from the Shadchanit, or maybe we could say the fireside chat with the Shadchanit, or the Shadchanit strikes back, whatever title works best for you. Today, I'm going to have a conversation with Mrs. Rizelle Nymark, who is a Shadchan, has been setting people up for 15, 20, 25 years. She'll she'll tell you a little bit more about herself. And we're going to talk about a whole bunch of uh, topics and conversation that she is going to focus on. I hope you enjoy uh, the conversation with her. Finding a shidduch match is very tough. Where do you find them? Where do you go? Fortunately, there's an all-new website for chesed-minded individuals that are looking to find their zivug. Everyone is flocking to it. It's called Match Made in Hask. It's free, it has a private database, and it's run by leading shadchanim from all different backgrounds and all over the world. It's created for Am Yisrael. Visit matchmadeinhask.com to join. That's matchmadeinhask.com to sign up today. So, Mrs. Neymark, uh, hi, RJ. How
1: are you? Welcome
0: to Nobody Talks Shiduchim podcast. I know it's just us today. Usually, we have uh, more of my colleagues, but they've sent they've sent me some questions for you to discuss, and wanted to hear a little bit about your background. And you can tell you know tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: I've been doing shiduchim, you know as many years as I can remember. And uh, Baruch Hashem, I've been successful in making couple Shadokhm. Of course, it's becoming more difficult as time goes on because people have changed and expectations have truly changed today.
0: But what are just some things that have changed that you've been seeing the last few years, uh, maybe the last five, six, seven years, that we're kind of getting to more of a of a, of a tumultuous state where it, it's becoming more and Absolutely. more tough and I don't think I would even say not even just setting people up, but keeping them together it's becoming Absolutely. such a big problem.
1: Absolutely. and I'm glad you touched on that. It so happens today to be, Today is the anniversary of the day I got engaged, and that's going back 38 years that's ago. a tough congratulations. My day, and I'm still married to the same guy, thank God. If I had to do it over, I'd pick the same guy. And <laughs> it's for good another 120 years. So th- that'll tell you something. OK, I, I, it was when I got engaged It was Columbus Day today, of course, was called Indigenous People Day, as, as the times have politically changed as well. <laughs>
0: yes. But they have.
1: when I got married, I actually met my husband on my own. I grew up in Borough Park and my husband at the time um, originally grew up in Forest Hills, but lived in Slappers, where we met on our own. Our parents were both Holocaust survivors. They knew each other in Europe. But nevertheless, we never knew each other. When I came home. My mother did not call the CIA, the FBI, or the KGB to figure out who my husband was. She knew (laughs) what kind of family he came from. Today, we're calling the CIA, the FBI, the KGB, and the Mossad, and the marriages, if if they last a couple of months, we're lucky. So so what does that tell you? It tells you that things have changed totally. When I got married, most of us. And I can really say this. A lot of us got married on chemistry. We met, we either were introduced to someone, you know, and even in the promise of from, okay, there, maybe there was a shotgun, but the shotgun was not making the phone calls, setting up the date. The boy actually had to call the girl, whether he was a rabbi, whether he had smicha, whether he, whatever type he was, he actually picked up the phone to call the girl and developed a relationship with her. When he got engaged, he actually proposed her. The shopkins didn't go back and forth, give heads up. Now I'm waiting for the day to come where the shopson will actually start to propose. That will be the next theory, the next theory. But basically people got married on chemistry. People liked each other. Okay. There was enough chemistry and, they figured the rest out, meaning their value system had to be the same, which is always an important thing in marriage and the rest of the stuff they figured out. Why? Because people came with good needles in those days for the most part. So if you have two people who have good basic character and have the same value system, okay, and have some chemistry between them, generally they're committed to make a marriage work. This is all lacking today. Today, most of the Shaduchim are facilitated by Shadchanim. Of course, there are those people who meet on a website, which is becoming more and more popular as people are getting disgusted with the system. But for the most part, it is very, very hard to develop chemistry when a Shabton is setting up your date. Okay, the Shabton is giving over information back and forth. How does one develop a relationship that way? That's to begin with. I'm going to ask you that, RJ in certain circles. say so I ask you, IJ, when do you want to go out on a date? Is Tuesday. Good? Then I call the girl. I set up the date. Then I get feedback from the girl. I get feedback from the boy. Some of them, okay, even end the relationship through me. They want to, instead of being man up, instead of being,
0: Manning um, up or womening up. Manning
1: <laughs> up, basically at ending the relationship, they'll dump the girl through me or the girl will dump the guy. Now I think if you've gone out several times, Okay, you should be able uh, to do your own dirty
0: work and not hide yes, behind the child. Yes.
1: What yes. does that? Do? I would There's give.
0: No, I, I give a pass. Do. I would give a pass for that. Maybe first date. Maybe even second date. But if you, you know, if after a second, you know, you're going out with someone three, four, five times more, you, you know, have have the decency to give some closure on the other side, have right?
1: No Correct. So how? What does that say for the state of people today when a person is going out seven dates and then calls me up? Maybe you could end it. I say maybe you could end it. Maybe you should be grown up. If you are grown up to get married, you should have the decency to give the girl or the boy some closure. That's what I feel is only the right thing to do as a human being and to preserve someone's dignity. The person will never, when the shotgun gives over the information, sometimes it's not as as the person said it and the shotgun embellishes. I don't happen to do that, but many times the shotgun will give a third reason, which isn't even the reason. So there's no point in doing
0: that. <laughs> yeah, I'm a I'm a fan of that, uh, to, to 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 jump on that point. I'm a fan of that that you could you know, and, and, and I'll and I'll blame look, I'll put blame I'm willing to put blame on the guy or the girl in that predicament where one of them wants to end it. But we we'll also can't just take out the factor that many shot on him might just get make that single so used to a certain protocol where everything has to go through me, uh, this and that, this and, you know, there's so many rules that apply, in, you know,
1: it's enabling people to be babies and it's removing all accountability. And when you have no accountability, there is no responsibility either. And how does that translate when you get married? what the parents have to be accountable, bail you out all the time. It doesn't
0: work. Like, <laughs> right, right. There's there some like, you know, basic human being, human developments of growth that you can, you know, proper steps to take when you're just basically getting set up and just going through a process that we're lacking and we're missing out on. So I think it's a really solid point that you mentioned. Now, I could understand, though, for someone for for people who are younger and maybe just getting into it to kind of Put the training wheels on them. but No, no, no. I'm seeing this even as old as couples in the 30s. Who, yeah, who that's where the problem me. is. And,
1: but I will not do it. So I will not allow that to happen. I personally make all of them accountable. I say to them, if you've gone out that many times, you owe it to the girl or boy to tell them why. Okay, because you need to give them closure and yeah. they need to be able to move on. And I don't think it's the right thing and I don't think it's fair. And if you were my child, that is what I would expect you to do. It's about learning how to grow up and be responsible.
0: Yeah, Mrs. Naimark, where were you? You know, a, a, a few weeks ago, with myself, there was someone I was seeing. I was crazy about her. I actually even went to my rebbe. We actually had the same rebbe, uh, which was that. That's how I knew it, it was pretty pretty midish mind for me. And literally, everything you are saying happened. Uh, you know, I was in such clear communication with the shacharim, and also with the girl to a to a to a point, but the girl preferred. We do everything through shotgun. Any any kinds of feelings, anything well, the that we... Well,
1: do everything through the shotgun. Yeah. This way she could cop out because and she did... And that's what she did. She, she copped, That's she, exactly why she did it.
0: She saw how she crazy I was about she was
1: her. She because saw, people, are, people are not honest today. People don't say what they mean. They don't mean what they say. And there's no accountability for anything today. This is a serious problem we have with this generation. And I did not grow up that way. And you know what? Maybe because a lot of us from our generation grew up with how survivor parents. And they learned survival instinct. And when you have survival instinct that kicks in, you know how to handle yourself. and you don't hide behind someone else. And that's a, that, that was a skill that we were blessed with. And I see this missing big time today.
0: Yeah. <laughs> It, it really is. I mean, we wouldn't have a podcast talking about it with uh, f- several thousand followers and listeners um, to talk about so it.
1: it down to, so problem number one is there not, there's not much accountability. You create a mess and somebody else digs you out of that mess. That, right. that's, that's the first problem with ca- accountability. The second problem we have today is we have something called major expectations, major expectations from the boys and major expectations from the girls. And with the boys, it's generally about three things. looks, looks, look. Generally. Okay. <laughs> but, but the difference is that boys, guys don't expect that much. If the looks are attracting to them, then if the girl is nice enough, she's smart enough, generally the guy will give her a good chance. And he doesn't sit with a scorecard. Will she be a great mother? Will she be a great wife? Will she be able to cook every you know, favorite dish that I have? He doesn't look into it that much. Guys don't think into it as much. I mean, of right. course, there are differences. some guys do. But as a whole, most men don't think into things the way women do.
0: Yeah, and that's women and that's what we advocate on the podcast many times uh, with my my co-host Avery and myself. Where we're you know we we, we we say the same thing you say, and you know it's just look after that you know did they get along, are things working out, Do they like each other. You know from there it kind of takes off more naturally. But uh, you're saying and for the girls it's different. It's guys not it's, will it's,
1: always. I find guys will make excuses for girls if they're attracted to her and they like her. They'll overlook flaws, which they shouldn't always do, but they'll usually overlook flaws simply because they don't think into it as much. Of course, I'm not going to say all guys are like that, but as a whole, girls Mm -hmm. on the other hand, okay, look into everything. The girls are not honest with themselves, okay? Girls say, I asked the girl, what does you want? Just, I want a nice guy. I want a mensch, which is below okay? When you start (laughs) asking what that means to them, then the list gets a little longer. First, they say they want someone who's, who's a nice person, good character. I say great, okay. Then they want somebody who, who's learned, and he should earn a living. Okay, that's already two different husbands. Oftentimes, they want Rabbi Akiva before the wedding, they want Kalba Savua after the wedding. <laughs> so two different husbands in one. Then you say, um, and what about looks? You know, how does that play in? Oh, yeah, yeah, of course to be nice looking too. So now you ask for looks too, right? Then I say, let's talk about family. How much does family count? Oh, yeah, of course you has to come from a good family. So at this point, what have you overlooked? You want good character. I say, what about personality? He's quiet. Is that okay? Oh, no, no, I need a guy with personality. So now you ask for looks. You ask for personality. You ask for a guy who's learned it, You ask for a guy who are in the living. And you ask for a guy who comes from a very good family. So you have overlooked nothing, right? Right. And you expect that guy to want you, right? Yep. And, and the bottom line is there's nobody perfect. And most men are a work in progress. You know, they basically, they become a finished product after they're married. And you know what? In my days, it was nothing different. It's just that women were not so judgmental. It always took a good woman to create a good man. Okay. A woman can fashion a man into a piece of gold. Well, she can make a schmata out of a man. I, I cannot they agree mean, with you more. She's very yes. good at making schmata out of the husband. Okay? I, I learned one thing from my mother I was blessed with an amazing mother in law. My mother in law was a smart woman. They had a business. My mother in law ran the business, but she was smart enough not to show him that she was the boss. I mean, as right. you know, to right. Leave the show. But she was smart enough not to undermine her husband. Today, it's no problem. Five minutes after they're married, a woman will undermine her husband and 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 have no respect for him. And when a woman has no respect for her husband, the marriage is basically over.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know, you're you're. People people don't realize that you're building a shalom, you're, build, you're building a shalom bias, you're building a house together, and you have to take some hits on both sides, but work on that, work on that, and like you you're know, saying-
1: Men in general need respect, and if a man right. does not feel respected from, by a wife, the marriage is basically over for him. Yes. Women want to be loved, and, and, and they need respect too, but women- crave more to be loved and men crave respect. I mean, they want to be loved obviously too. But once a woman is, is, you know, not respecting her husband, the marriage is basically over. And this is what yeah. women today do not understand because women today are both ladies. That's one thing, you know, I remember when one of my sons was dating, so, I said to him, "You have to be Charles in charge when you, you know, when you, you know, you take out a girl and you have to decide where you want to go, where you want to sit, this and that." And he said, "I don't understand. I thought you were the boss, not daddy." I said, "Listen, before you are married, you're the boss. If you're married, you let her become. <laughs> That's the way it usually works in a Jewish home. But you have to yes. be smart enough to know how to play a little game."
0: And it's interesting because you know when I was younger and I was seeing. People, my friends, just you know, being picked off one by one. Uh, I, I did notice that. I noticed that you know, I, whether it was uh, where I had some friends who were more slubbish, or I had some friends who had it together. There was that dynamic where you know they loved the girl, and the girl respected them, and and they and they grew it. They took it from there. But let me ask you, like you you mentioned before. Most men are not a finished product. On I would I agree with that hundred percent. They
1: Never were both. they weren't <laughs> in my days either. It's just they were closer to finished product. Meaning in my days, most of the men were educated because in my days the yeshiva boys did go to college. And even if you look at many rabbanim, they're all educated today. If you look at rabbanim from yesterday, from from my days, they're all they were all educated, all college educated. Of course, today less and less go to college because. The atmosphere is very different, and if you right. look at the political atmosphere, and the world is a very decadent place. So most of the boys stay in yeshiva, simply because they don't want them in the outside decadent world so fast, because they know that. And not only that, I did not grow up in an era of internet. Today, we, uh, the world of internet is ba- leads boys to a very slippery slope, and once they're in the outside world and they have access to internet, many of them. Um, the front pipe goes by the wayside and therefore more boys are in yeshiva. So there's less responsibility on boys' sides. And that's why they gear them to get married young. But the ones that become professionals do not get married young. They don't really have someone guiding them. They don't really have necessarily always a Rebbe that they're connected with. And so once there's no guidance, they do their own thing. And not only that, once they, the, the longer a guy is single, okay, the pickier he gets. And the longer a girl is single, the pickier she gets. Because the kind of guy that she is accustomed to now in the workforce is not the kind that's a from-world officer. And so there's a big disparity. And she's not willing to, ma- to to fashion the guy. And even if she was willing to do so, it's much harder to fashion the guy once he gets older. That's why yeah. they, they advocate for getting married young. There is something to getting married young. When you get married young, You grow together. My husband was 23 years old when I married him. Okay, he had just finished school. He wasn't working yet. And we figured things out. But today, you know, girls are earning a very nice living. Guys are, are, you know, the guys who are out there who are, let's say, professionals, they're both earning a living. Okay, nobody, you know, girls do not have the same hashidas for marriage as they did years ago because they have total independence today and they have everything they want. And the way they look at it is that some of these guys are just a pain in the neck for them. No, they're not offering them anything more than they don't have already.
0: Yeah, and that's why I like what you mentioned before, which is something that I, I advocate on is is whether the couple is younger or, or older, you know, a woman needs to try a girl or a woman needs to try to find someone, look look for their potential, look for what they could Correct. become. Yeah, not just what they have my not just based off of, well, uh, what's what's he doing with his life right now? And Correct. this is something yeah. I stress all the time. I, I you know, I say Mind our our parents our parents did not have this where where, you know, there was an option of minunum to go to in the morning, an option of learning and an <laughs> option and all these things. They focused 100%. one at a time to grow to where they needed to get to. And, you know, I see the difference of people who, you know, actually are tying the knot when they're younger, uh, or, uh, or you know, younger is in even twenty five, not even just in their late twenties or late thirties. They get saw married the potential. Hundred percent. I got married young and when
1: you get married young, you figure things out. And you work it out because you're, you spend more of your time married than you ever did single. The problem is that people are spending more of their life single than they're getting married. And yeah. this is a real People get accustomed to themselves. They don't know how to compromise. It really, all it takes to have a good marriage, it takes really, it's not that much. All it takes is to be a good person, meaning a giving person. Because if you're not a giving person and you're a selfish person, you don't belong married. It doesn't, matter. it doesn't matter what you have to offer. It doesn't matter how smart. It doesn't matter how good looking you are. It doesn't matter what you have to offer. If you're a selfish person, you do not belong. Um, dating out there, dating or, or to get married, unless you're able to work on your selfishness. Because being a selfish spouse is a terrible trait and you will never be a good spouse. So, so this is a yeah. problem. We have me generation. That's number one. So if a person is a good person, okay, and the two people have the same end goals meaning the same life goals, okay. Most of the, and they have some chemistry between them, most of the time that marriage could work. The real problem is that people are, you know, they come with expectations, meaning they're not such giving people. They they have expectations of someone else, but they don't have expectations of themselves. So there's a double standard there. So that's not right. really good meeting. The second thing is they don't often have the same end goals because they don't date long enough. Or let's say, you know, in, in the, in the, um, in, in the more right wing circles, they certainly don't date that long or they get married and they don't really know each other. So if they didn't know that they don't share the same end result end goals, or I mean life goals and life values, then there's problems in the marriage. You know, I once heard, Jonathan Rieti, give a lecture. This is way before He's my fantastic. kids. He's fantastic. I
0: love Rabbi Rietti. Okay.
1: And this is what I remember. And, and as a person who was setting up people, many times I would set people up on the basis of their similarities. And what he said really um, stood out in my mind. He said that what makes a good marriage is not the similarities that people have. It's their ability to handle differences. And the problem mm. is today, very few have the ability to handle differences look at our political world. Okay. What I say matters. What you say is irrelevant. So, yeah. <laughs> so there's, one, there's one another. This is the problem. Yes. Yes. And
0: we're, we're also, I, I will stand up for my generation or like a respect for what you say. And I will say, look, this is also a big part of the Gullahs we're in, whether it's, it's caused by us, or if it's just the way things are meant to be, we're in it. And we do want to, Really help as many people as we can. And uh, no, so the conversation we're having is phenomenal. I mean, you're really giving really solid insight into so many of these big, big thing, big, big problems that we're facing today. Okay, so we're going to take a break with our conversation uh, from uh, Mrs. Rizelle Naymark And uh, take a look at this on the webpage. We have a really inspiring, really inspiring video with uh, Rabbi YY Jacobson. Uh, everyone remembers him. He was the one who met President Trump at uh, a Jewish rally, uh, I don't know, over a year ago. Uh, but everyone knows Rabbi YY. That was awesome, by the way. So, Rabbi YY, really emotional, powerful, moving video um, titled Still Single, Never Give Up. Uh, some really powerful messages from him. So, take a look at that. Uh, we hope you enjoy. Uh, and we'll be back right after this brief break. Hey, this is Yonah from the Nobody Talks Shadochim podcast. Did you like our new jingle? Well, thank you. I wrote and sang it, but my vision would never have been realized without my talented buddy, Hillel Kapnick At Uptop Recording Studios in Muncie, Hillel takes your musical dreams and transforms them into reality. I can personally attest to his talent and general awesomeness. Hillel is available for song production, musical arrangements, vocal recording, mixing, mastering, and more. He's also a DJ and a one-man band, so no matter what your musical needs are, Hillel is your man. For more information, check out his website at hillelcaps.com. That's H-I-L-L-E-L-K-A-P-S dot com. And follow him on Facebook and Instagram. So I do want I do want to ask one question to you because uh, some of my co-hosts were interested in knowing you know who would you actually blame more because there's this there's this preconceived notion it's always the guys it's always the guy's fault. And I fight back against that I, I really explained to people today that I would you know I would even it out more, maybe even put a bit more on the girls and I know I'm a guy for saying that and it's and it's you know girls don't want to hear that but who would you actually, really put the blame a little bit more on now. It could be the shachan also. It could be the shachanid. It could be this girl, the guy. Who I'm are you saying say is really it. a big a big I'm leader make, in this I'm gonna, in this. I'm going to agree with you. I'm a woman, and I'm going to tend to agree
1: with you. Now, I'm, I'm not, again, if for the women listening to this, I don't want to get any hate mail or whatever, because I'm a woman, and um, I have lovely girls that I'm dealing with. I have many girls who seriously want to get married and who are flexible, and those are the girls who usually get married. But as a whole, women's expectations of today are way, way too high, and the men of today cannot deliver half of the expectations that the women are seeking. And this is a major problem. Thank you very much. (laughs) So it's very nice if you have a list of the qualities you want in a husband or in a man, but if they don't exist in today's marketplace, you cannot marry them. My mother, Allah Hashem, used to say, when you want to get married, you need to do two things. You need to marry somebody who wants you, not somebody who you just want, because that's not feasible. And the second thing is you need to marry somebody who exists in today's marketplace, not some, some fictitious character that you've invented in your head that doesn't seem to work. And this is the problem. People have notions of what their husband or man should be like, but they don't make men this way today. So welcome to the world. Okay, welcome to 2020. And if you want to get married, you have to get real. So this, I fault the girls for. Unless a girl wakes up and, and says, listen, but the problem really is, it takes some girls till their upper 30s to finally figure that out. I've been pleading this with them since they were in their early 20s and saying, listen, the, type, the kind of guy you want doesn't exist today. And they go, yeah, I just need one. But you haven't found him. You're now 30. You're now 35. Yep. So when are you going to find him? You're 90? You have to wake up and you have to make compromises. Now, I'm not saying what a person should compromise, but everyone needs to figure out where can they compromise and how can they compromise. And you can still get a good husband, but you need to fine tune him. So even if you take a shy guy, so what? He can make a perfect husband. Doesn't mean there's something wrong with him. Give him a chance. Maybe he'll open up. Not if you dump him after the second date.
0: Yona and Hani Laster brought up uh, when they came on a few episodes ago is you know singles are looking for so many reasons to say no right from the get-go right when they get the resume right when they start in the first date you know trying to try in the beginning to at least focus on some of the positives of what can you know what what can warrant you know continue what warrants me to continue going out with this person you know what I actually did feel good. Um, about this that and that you know what let's use that as a basis to proceed forward today uh, from the guy's perspective especially myself and i can tell you every, well, so many guys i know they we, you know we're feeling eyed up and down the girls are eyeing us up and down and uh, what well, what what can i find wrong with this guy and there's so much for us Absolutely. to prove that really pushes us back and gets us so down and we can't be ourselves
1: and i find this it- on both ends. And the reason for that is like this. The way I see it is that people are so scared today. We live in very, very confusing times. So, okay, we have a two-fold problem. The first problem is uh, getting in the door. The getting in the door is a whole separate issue. It's because resumes create a false sense of security. They create a false sense of secure, security for a guy. A guy holding a, a stack of papers, 100 resumes. From the hundred resumes he wouldn't want, he would want maybe 10% of them. And out of the 10%, right. maybe five will want him. So that means out of the hundred resumes, if you do the math, it's not very many people. Okay. So it's right. a full sense of security. On the other hand, the girl, by the time it goes to the girl and the guy says yes to her, she reads the resume and she's like this, I, I don't want anything on this resume because you can't really know who a person is from a resume. So the resume It it, it is its own problem, but we're not even talking about now. We're talking about when (laughs) a couple enters a relationship. Okay. So it's very easy to look to disqualify as opposed to qualify. Now the people who want to get married actually look to qualify. Okay. When there's more good in the shitter, you actually go forward. And if you're unsure, you speak to a mentor, you speak to a rug or you speak to somebody you trust. Okay. And sometimes it could be, and many times if you have parents, that are people, you know that your parents have your back, they're the best. But sometimes parents are even a detriment because not all parents, um, even though they they supposedly have their kids back, sometimes parents have their own agenda. And sometimes parents have unfulfilled dreams and their expectations for their children is way more than their children expect. So that creates a problem too. So not always can every child go to a parent. But people are not looking to qualify because they look around them. They see a world. Uh, of confusion. Yeah. They see a world of divorces, divorce-laden world. And so they don't want to be another statistic. So as soon as they see something that might be a red flag because they're not equipped enough to figure out even what a red flag today, any stupid minor issue, which will make no dent in your marriage becomes now a red flag. There's a Icar and the talk Okay. In my days, people, looked as a red flag. The acre was a red flag when there was a serious problem and the minor details, you figured it out. But today they make the minor problems, you know, a major issue and the major issues that they leave by the wayside. So people are very, very confused and they're not looking to get married because they're scared. And so there's no remedy for fear. There's no remedy for fear in life. Even if everything looks smooth sailing, the last 20%, before you get engaged is a leap of faith. Now I say to singles, you I know what? That. I if love that. If you daven, okay, and and girls Davin as well, okay. If you look at all the tefilos, okay, that, that our have made for us, okay. If you look at Shmona Esrei, okay, there's Atafonim Da, okay, and you have atah, you have about Chokhmah Bina, all over daven. If you actually ask Hashem when you're involved in a relationship. Hashem, you know what's best for me. I really don't know. If you think that the shidduch I am dating is a good shidduch for me, and that's my Z-book, please let it go smoothly. If not, let it disappear. I have Davin for my children that way. I have Davin for myself when I was single that way. And trust me, Hashem pulls disappearing acts when he needs to, and he pulls off things. And when things are going smoothly and it's going through, that's Hashem holding your hand and guiding you, and you need to see that. I love that.
0: I love that. And
1: understand that there is God in the picture. And if you have concocted a spouse for yourself and God decided that you deserve something else, that will not happen. So there is God in the equation, but you have to let him guide you. And if you're blinded and don't see God in your life, we have a problem today.
0: I love, I love that. I love what you just said. And it's, it's such a good attribute for people to adopt where when they daven, they should just daven for clarity. And exactly what you're saying. Let never Hashem daven
1: for a person. Never, even if you're in love with someone, never daven for a boy, never daven for a girl. Daven Hashem should give you clarity, and if it's meant to be, it should go smoothly. If not, it should disappear even faster. When you're like that, Hashem takes care of things. But how many yeah. of, uh, of us really do that? Okay, and it's the <laughs> same thing we haven't uh, You know, there's nothing. I tell couples in a relationship, conduct an experiment. When you're in a relationship, instead of opting out, you could always throw in the towel, you could always end the relationship, but you cannot get it back. So when in doubt, continue going out. Because at the end of the day, there is nothing, and I repeat, there is nothing in life that stays the same. Things either go up or they go down. Imagine, God forbid, a patient in the hospital. That patient either gets better, improves, and leaves the hospital, or that patient gets worse and doesn't make it out. And the same thing with a relationship. No relationship stays the same. It either goes up or it goes down. And therefore, okay, when you're in a relationship, you see it through. I can guarantee every single that sees every relationship through, they will be married because there comes a turning point And at some point when you're dating someone, you get to the, you, you, you come to the realization, you know, this person really has a lot of good qualities. I could actually marry this person or this person actually disgusts me. I can't stand their habits. I can't stand their mannerisms. I'm out of here. I'm checked out. That's the day you leave. But when you're unsure, yeah. you know, when in doubt, go out and you will.
0: Have yeah. To yeah. I, us, us, up. us singles say date him until you hate him. But I like that though, when it doubt, continue it going true. out.
1: Because generally, when you act out earlier, you're doing so on a subconscious level because in, in your head, you either don't find the person as attractive as you'd like to find them. And so you want to ensure that no chemistry develops or it's not the husband or wife that you envision. So you want to ensure that you're going to do better than you think, you know, what you see in front of you. But meantime, you don't really know the person entirely. In other words, there are many people who are a little guarded. There are many people who are shy and you don't really see, you know, all their attributes at, yeah. at the first moment. So you need to let them in your life slowly. Not everybody opens up immediately. People have been hurt. People have been burned. People don't open up so easily. Not everyone's an open book and if yeah, somebody's a little yeah. closed that doesn't make them a bad spouse necessarily they'll probably be a very loyal spouse once you get to know them but you haven't given them a chance and so, if you truly want to get married, you give everyone a chance. That's how it was in my
0: days. Yeah, I mean, and I we and were, I see that. I, I see that with uh with 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 many many girls that I that I that I know that I keep up with that I that I, who are married. Uh, they they were literally telling me that you know before, right before they met their husband, uh, a, a few months, a few years, they were just like. I'm, I'm going I'm, to, they were just very accepting. I'm going to just give whoever a chance. I don't know where it's going to come from. I'm, I'm so at that point of, of finished with planning every little detail and having to cross every little checkbox off that they were going to, like you said, you know, when in doubt, just keep on going out. And, and that's really where, you know, it, it and comes that's from.
1: because they're allowing God in their life. They're, allow, they're trusting God to guide them. Because when you're saying, you know, I have friends, Let's say I know people who can't marry off any of their children. And I also realized that these are people who micromanage God. Okay. And I figured out one thing. Okay. When you try to micromanage God, you know what God says? Let me go to the person who needs my help. So if you don't need God in your life and you figure you know better than God, I know what's good for me, then God is wow, not there yeah. to help. The person who says, you know, Hashem, I really need you. I really don't know who's, who is basher for me or who is basher for my child. Please help me out. That's the person God helps. So if you don't need him and you don't look to him, he, he's not there for you. So don't expect it. Oh, that. so that's, a, that's a, such a play. lot of insight you there. Would? You well. know, we just passed Rosh Hashanah. We just passed Yom Kippur. Didn't the buzzer go off in anyone's head? I hope it
0: did. <laughs> Let me ask you before I get to uh, to like you know our, our ending segments here. Um, what do you have to say? And we're we thinking of doing a, a totally separate episode on, on parents and Shidduchim. But are parents getting too involved? Are they not enough involved? I know you touched up on this a lot, but well, uh, but there are a significant homes. amount of people. I'm telling you, it is it is beyond you. We have we have two basic problems here, in
1: my opinion. Okay, that, that have a harder time than marrying with kids. Okay, parent number one who's totally controlling. Okay, parent number one who's living vicariously through the child, meaning a parent who maybe they're not so happy in their marriage, maybe they're missing things in their spouse, and now they want, you know, a do over. And so when they're marrying with their child, okay, now all the things they're missing in their spouse they want for their child. Or maybe a parent has an amazing husband and she's expecting a son-in-law to be exactly like her husband, which today's men are not your husband. And in order yeah. to get a guy out for your daughter, you need a 50-year-old man or a 60-year-old man, yeah. but you're not getting a 30 year old guy who's the equivalency of your husband. So forget that. <laughs> parents need to take their dreams and toss them out the window because you know what? Your children are a different generation than you, and you have to and be And what a could, what could that single parents. do?
0: What can that single do, whether a guy or a so girl? A peer,
1: so look, a pair. Uh, they, sta- they have to, to stand up to, for themselves. They have to stand up for themselves. Now, I'm not going to say, you know, there are many good parents and that really have their kids back and who look after the kids who went and understand the realities today. Now, for those who are blessed to have those parents, they better go home and thank them and kiss them and hug them because they're really. <laughs> And they're really yeah, doing everything right. But you know what? Not everyone has that type of parent. Not everyone's no, yeah. parent is able to guide It's very, them.
0: very and, scarce. Very, very and scarce. If you don't
1: have a smart parent, okay, and it, you know, if you're not a smart person, you don't have a smart parent, unfortunately, not everybody does, and you don't have someone to guide you, then you need to find a mentor. You need to find somebody. And it has to be a smart person. And I don't mean smart scholastically, just it has to be a person who's a wise person based person and who understands the shit up system of today. And you need to align yourself with someone like that. And if it's a guy, a Rebbe, but somebody who understands, the, get advice on the people who have been successful. Go to people who have married off their children. Don't take advice from the blind reading the blind. If somebody hasn't been successful, okay, if you, if you are becoming a successful a professional go to somebody who's been successful in that arena. Don't right. go to somebody who, who, who can't find a job. So in anything in life, you need to go to the right people and there is help available. There are even dating coaches. So, so that's the first parent that has a problem. The parent who's micromanaging. Then there's the parent who's laissez-faire, totally hands off. Okay. that's <laughs> yeah. a problem Because that parent says, Oh, you know, my kid needs to get an education. I got an education what are we worrying about getting her married Nineteen twenty, we have time. She's too young. 21. What's the big deal. She doesn't realize all the good guys get grabbed up and she's totally out of touch with today. I got yeah. married when it was X age. She says, meantime, you know, in this day and age, okay. At a certain point you've missed the boat because the good ones go fast. So, so at this point you're stuck with either a picky or bunch, which if you haven't landed them till now, you're not going to land them. So you need to get the married young and parents need to understand that. So if you're the type of parent that's a lazy, fair parent, uh, your child needs to go and find someone who will, she needs to advocate for herself. She needs to approach up fund for herself. I know when a girl reaches out to me for a shitter, I'm very inclined to help her. If she's coming to me, I realize there's no mother there behind her. Okay. And I realize that this girl really needs my help. And that's now, great. To help someone. That's so great you know, that you're when there. Day, just, uh, sometimes when I have parents micromanaging. It's more annoying. It's much easier to deal with single. So there's nothing wrong with a girl reaching out and doing her his childless. Now, the parents I find that are the most successful marrying their kids off are the parents who realistically say to their children, what are you looking for in up Tell me what's important to you. And they're smart enough to help them and to guide them and to, to make them be reality-based. And they also right. make them accountable. Because if parents don't make them accountable, they do not get married young. Meaning? If a girl or boy comes home from a date and the mother says, how was your date? And the kid says, nice guy, nice girl, not for me. And the parent doesn't even ask why, doesn't even make them accountable. And just says, next mamala, next tatala, next mamala. Next, sweetheart, next, next right. you Right, know, the parent
0: can, can detect some some discrepancies and, and they, right, they can put their foot down. And, it, you know, in you many know ways what? it could help. It could help that person. Absolutely. Absolutely. I didn't think about it like I that.
1: I made my kids accountable for every date they went out. They had to answer to me. And I was a mother who said to my son once, remember, I checked this girl out. She sounds great. The next one could be worse. Most people are saying the next one could be better. I say better take it seriously because the next one could be worse. That's you know what I'm saying you want to get the marriage, have to make them accountable. That's my theory. I love it. I love and, it. And and again, you don't micromanage. You don't tell them who to marry. That's their behavior. But you have to make them accountable. They're not. You know. Look, we've our generation is responsible. We have paddled our kids to some degree, and then we let them get married, and we think that all of a sudden when they're dating, they know it all. Well, you know what? If we've paddled them. Till now and carry them till now what makes my generation think that now they can handle everything on their own that's like letting them loose and expecting them to do everything right they need a little fine-tuning also and that's where parents come in but parents have to have the kids back and they have to look for a shift that's good for the kid and you can't be like you know when when my kids were little there would always be that mother who would say to the teacher let's say that the kid was put in the lower level and the parent would come to the teacher and say, my kid belongs in a higher level. The kid didn't belong in a higher level, but the parents felt the kid belonged in a higher level because it was for the parent's honor. The parent was embarrassed. But that's not a way that your kid is going to be successful because if your kid can't keep up with the classroom, then the kid doesn't belong in that level. And it's the same thing with the up. If someone's looking for an upgrade in the up and their child is not cut out for that up, that's a misconception
0: as well. Yes, yes, yes. If upgrade, very, if very. That's not- very well said. Um, I mean, just that's, words that's, of magic.
1: That's, that's to show off for the parents. That's just you know accolades for the parents. But you're setting your
0: child up for failure. Right. It's a, it's such an interesting, unique take. And you know, before we go, uh, I just want to to head to our closing with you. Just in closing, Mrs. Mrs. Nymark, uh what would be you know two things you're leaving off for the guys? Two things you're leaving off for the girls? Um, as we just hit our closing and could have uh, the audience take, take away something uh, aside from all of the amazing points you made, very clear, very descriptive, uh, what are some two, two things that you know, they could really focus on that they can try to change or try to better uh, that you know, from coming from your experience?
1: Okay, the first thing I'm going to say is look for someone with good needles. You could marry a beauty queen. You could marry Mr. Gorgeous but your marriage does not stand a prayer if there's nothing to back it, there's, okay? Meaning if the character yeah. is not there, no matter how beautiful someone is, can't look at them 24-7. What guys fail <laughs> to be like Many people think if they fall in love and they marry someone beautiful and the chemistry is, and their fireworks there, that that's going to remain for the rest of their life. And that is a big fallacy. okay? Life has a lot of twists and turns. I would say to guys, the most that is what you really need, you need somebody who's attractive enough. I don't expect a guy to marry someone who's unattractive. Howard doesn't expect that either. You need to have a girl who has coping skills. If you marry a beauty queen only and she has no coping skills, okay, you're out of luck because your marriage won't stand any won't withstand anything. So you need a wife who's good natured, a wife who, who who cares about, who's a loyal person, who respects you, and a person. Who has coping skills because in this world, if you can't manage stresses, yes. you know what, that's where divorces come in, And that's what guys don't realize. It's not about looks only. So this is something you need to look. Coping skills, good needs, dose, and someone who respects you. And if you have that, and someone who has obviously the same um, value system as you, and if you have that, you will have a good marriage if you're willing to do the work. That's On the other hand, girls need to understand that all you need is good potential good raw material if you have a guy who's a mensch, let's say his job isn't the greatest now you know what with a wife and a little security of a wife and all of a sudden he has responsibility of a family if he's a responsible being he will be responsible and he will earn a living there's no guarantee the person's not a responsible person then it doesn't matter but if he's a responsible person you don't love his job now he can change it can't change your husband though so there has to be basic characters If if a guy is a mensch He's a little quiet. You know what? Ninety percent of the speech was given to women, anyhow. So what's the big deal to make him a little quieter? So he'll listen to you, okay? It's not. You stop comparing guys to your father. Um, you know you'll be ahead of yeah, the game. For and better the or or for worse, right. they compare guys to their brother. But the problem is, they tell me they want the good in their brother, but they don't want the bad in the brother. That doesn't work. So ah, if you like want to compare a guy to your brother then accept the fact that your brother has some negative traits, but those you want to leave aside. You're not going to get a perfect man. I say every man comes with half a dozen of these milers and half a dozen of those Patronus. The yeah. other guy comes with <laughs> half a dozen of those Patronus and half a dozen of them. Pick your choice. Pick which which Patronus you can deal with. I call them livable Patronus. Marry like someone that. with livable, livable for patronus. patronus. Patronus that you can live with. You, you know, I, I once gave a bracha, one of the Shadokham I made, I actually spoke at their share of breakfast and this was the broth I gave my couple. I said, look at each other. I want you to look at each other um, for the rest of your life from the eyes of a shop, which means, okay, minimize the flaws and maximize the assets. That's how that's the beauty of how you should look at each other every day of your life. That was the broth I gave them. And that's what I say to people. Try to maximize the milus and minimize the chasonas. And if you want to look inward, Check out your own personas. I, love that. I love that. Somebody has to live with you and realize that that you're dishing out a lot too. And that's a and good. That's a good.
0: Uh, that's a good place. You know, that's a good spot to end. Uh, we appreciate you coming on, uh, Mrs. Roselle Nymark. And my it, pleasure. And is uh, it, you know, we have a lot of listeners. If they'd like to reach out to you for, Absolutely. is that okay? What, is, do you have an email address you want to give them? Um, you know what. I prefer
1: I <laughs> you know what I, I I you know I get bombarded with emails if somebody in other words if somebody's reaching out for regarding a shit of or a shit of help I would prefer they call my 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 phone they, not not even to text me cuz then I get flooded
0: okay uh, phone call me, so you can my, call her direct Do you want to give your number yes, to the audience no will give
1: it it's 718 263 uh, 5517 it that number doesn't get texted.
0: Okay. Okay. Excellent. So people could call that. People could that call okay, that number. Me I usually return phone calls. No, Thank you so much for being with us. My
1: pleasure. And I want to give a bracha. I hope everybody finds close to what they're looking for, and I hope you know that everybody get everybody finds their right civic at the right time and the faster the better.
0: Amen. I the, the better it is.
1: Amen. <laughs> I so it best. Should be a good year. It should be a year of bracha. A year uh, uh, of Yeshua, Sufu, and everything, goes for all quality
0: Happy face, smiley face, silly face. This is a Nobody Talk Shuddahum podcast. Alchi's Media Network.